All right, thanks, Scott Shannon, and we're glad you are with us. Write down our toll-free telephone number if you want to be a part of the program. It's 800-941-SEAN if you want to join us. This is, you know, this has been a very strange little journey for me, and in as much as, look, if you're going to be on the radio and three hours a day and on TV an hour every night, and you give strong political opinions, there's going to be people that do not like what you have to say, which I'm fine with. You're going to be attacked. I'm fine with that, too. There are going to there's a whole industry that has been built out on the issue of silencing. They call it now deplatforming or removing conservative voices. That's what a lot of these boycotts are all about. There's an industry that tapes every single second of every minute of every every broadcast day of not only yours truly, but any conservative that's in the media in the hopes that the host will say one thing, one phrase, one sentence that they can then use politically to bludgeon them or boycott them to silence their voices. This this is this is modern day. You know, liberalism, wokeness, cancel culture, whatever new phrase you want to use, it's real. And it's frankly, it's a little ironic now that the rest of the world is catching up with basically the life of being a conservative. In my case, now going on 33 years, if you can believe it, 25 at Fox. Now, I had been saying all during the campaign that Joe Biden is hiding in his basement bunker. Now, this book comes out written by mainstream media people, one's from NBC. I forget the background of the other co-author. And the book is called Lucky, how Biden barely won the presidency. But And it's not a conservative book. It's not pro-Trump at all. It's, frankly, the opposite. But the book does do an honest analysis on this point, which I actually found the description pretty fascinating. And I was reading it, and I invited them on TV. We'll, we'll get them on radio if they want to come. They're welcome. Anyway, so it's been, it basically is take your crazy uncle. It's, it's Keep your crazy uncle in the basement campaign strategy of the Biden campaign. Now, and, and they had a quote, well, somewhat reasonable, I guess, or justifiable or seemingly common sense. Well, because of COVID, everything's because of COVID. We're going to destroy literally uh, our election system and change the way elections occur, which, by the way, H.R. 1 would federalize uh, our elections, which I argue is unconstitutional and codify, you know, what were only supposed to be emergency voting procedures during the pandemic uh, into the rhetoric of voting rights. It's anything but it will destroy all the integrity in our election system. And we will never have confidence in a future election if, in fact, the Democrats get pushed this through if Manchin buckles and Cinema buckle and they have a 50-50 vote, they knock out the legislative filibuster, it will be an unmitigated disaster. Now, there will be lawsuits, but they actually try to coordinate in the legislation, oh, if you have a constitutional challenge, you're going to have to use the D.C. Circuit Court only. Now, they're, they, they judge shopped for you in this thing. It's so bad. All right, but back to my original point here. So I called, uh, I'm looking at Biden, and we've done this on television, and we've played it on radio. You can hear it, you can see it. We played Biden in 2012, debating Paul Ryan. We played Biden giving a speech in 2012. We played Biden giving a speech in 2016. We played Biden talking today. 
and it's now almost every single solitary day. It is a screw up. And now, oh, he's just too busy. Jen Psaki is, is, is circling back with why he can't give a press conference. There's no president in the modern era at this point in their presidency that hasn't given a full on press conference. And what they're trying to do is buy time. Every single big moment, if you go back and you watch, and I pointed this out at the time, whether it was the, the virtual Democratic National Convention, they, they, they rested Joe and rested Joe and rested Joe before any debate. It was five days off the campaign trail completely. And I was arguing, look, they're trying to, they're trying to maximize his peak cognitive hour to coincide with what the debate hours are. Okay, conspiracy theory. And what did I say the whole time? I said he's weak. He looks weak to me. He looks frail to me compared to the guy that left four years ago. And he's struggling cognitively. It's obvious. Now, what's fascinating about this is that I said it through the whole campaign. Then Joe becomes president. And then Yahoo News. Hannity is spreading vicious, horrible conspiracy theory that Joe Biden is weak and frail and struggling cognitively and i'm looking at this and then i'm getting hit from all sides by the media mob and then so i defend myself and what's the best defense joe struggling time and time and time again now the reason i'm starting with this there's a reason is that joe biden couldn't remember the name of his own defense secretary nor the building that this defense secretary has his office in it's called the Pentagon, and I'm going to play it for you in a second. But so when I started getting hit, which I'm, I'm perfectly fine with, you know what? I, I deserve it. Let me be clear. If you disagree with me, you have every right as an American to loudly speak out and not, not want me, you know, whatever, criticizing what I say. I don't ever want to cancel any liberal voice. I've done just the opposite of my career. I don't even like certain people, and I've defended their right to stay on the air. I did it to Joy Reid. I did it with her. I did it with Bill Maher. I've done it with every single time conservatives have asked me over the years, join, join us in this boycott. And I'm like, no, I'm not joining. I don't believe in them because ultimately that is an effort to silence. Like if people didn't like Howard Stern, or they didn't like Rush, or they didn't like Imus, I'd turn the dial. I can't make you listen three hours a day. I can only try my hardest to put on the best show possible in the hopes that you'll listen every day, three hours a day. That's all we ask. But anyway, so I started getting hammered. I even mentioned this to Linda. I said, where is this coming from? It's like, did they not hear me throughout the entire campaign? And I, my theory on this is, is that it took on more significance since January 20th, at least in the minds of the mob, the media, or as I pointed out during the campaign and even afterwards, the candidate protection program like big tech wouldn't let you read what was a true story about what was on. By the way, we still haven't gotten the full story. I've been briefed on what's on that laptop and none of it's good for the Bidens, Joe or Hunter. Um, and that will come out. Why am I not breaking it? I have my reasons. Um, now, and I interviewed the guy that repaired the, the, the laptop, the guy that handed it over to the FBI, and the FBI didn't even want it in the beginning. He didn't want any part of this. Anyway, so long story short to say, let me play this latest brain freeze of Biden 
He forgets the name. By the way, his defense secretary does have a name. His name is Lloyd Austin. And anyway, he's given a speech at the White House after highlighting his nomination of two women as general officers for positions as four-star combatant commanders, Air Force, an Air Force general, general and an Army lieutenant general. And then he can't remember the name of his defense secretary, nor where he works. Listen. I just want to thank you both, and I want to thank the, the, the uh, former general. I keep calling him general, but my, my, uh, the guy who runs that outfit over there. Uh, I want to make sure we thank the secretary for all he's done to try to implement what we just talked about. The guy that runs the outfit over there, uh, yeah, uh, the guy that... And just look what's been happening in recent weeks. He gets lost in, in uh, I, I got I got a card. Let me, uh, you, you know, get the card. Should I take questions now? You want me to take questions? Beep. The idea that um, over 500, I think it's, I have a card. I carry a card on me every something with the total number of folks who have been affected. It's incredible talent. Now, am I supposed to speak or is Swathi going to say something? I was told I was going to here from Swatland. And it's amazing. Indian of descent Americans are taking over the country. You, my vice president, my speechwriter, when I, I tell you what. The last thing we need is the Neanderthal thinking that in the meantime, everything's fine. Take off your mask. And I'm happy to take questions if that's what I'm supposed to do, Nance, whatever you want me to do. By the way, that happened again today. Now, I told you that the foreign press is now picked up on this. Sky News Australia, Joe Biden struggles to name his defense secretary. Biden seems to forget his defense secretary's name, the guy that runs that outfit over there. That would be his defense secretary, Lloyd Austin, that works in that over there, the Pentagon over there, that guy. Now, why do I say all this? And, and now they're not criticizing me in the media. Because I just go, what I do is I just play the best of Joe. Joe in his own words. Now, it's interesting, too, and I've been telling you that there are people, Democrats, I know some Democrats, some prominent ones, and they're like, yeah, uh, trust me, everybody sees what you see, but they're just afraid to say it. Every time he speaks, we're all like on pins and needles praying, just get him out of there. Just spit it out, Joe. Let's get out of this. Hurry up. Uh, Good job, Joe. Good job. You got it out. That's how Democrats and the media sees it, too. But they're not telling you. If it was Trump, they would tell you. But the American people are seeing it also. We have a brand new Rasmussen poll out that shows the American people are losing confidence that Joe Biden has the mental acuity or the physical stamina to handle his job as the president of the United States. Washington Examiner, 50% say they are not confident that Joe Biden is, quote, physically and mentally up to the job of being the president of the United States. And by the way, they're only 34% or very confident that he's up to the job. So I guess Sean Hannity was, I guess we know why the, the article stopped. The foreign press is talking about, here's the worst part of the equation. Okay, anybody can have a brain freeze. I've had them myself. When I talk, this is not the same. Endowed by the thing, oh, oh, you know the thing, or 
Oh, um, oh, what am I doing here? When do, when, when, uh, we're going to have, let me repeat, we're going to have 300 Americans vaccinated in the summer. Let me say it again. 300 Americans vaccinated in the summer. Look at the headline. Biden brain freeze. Biden struggles to name his secretary of defense. American thinker, you may not like, I didn't make these headlines. Crazy old Biden and the countdown to Kamala. Red state. Biden's incoherence just hit critical mass. This is scary awful. Joe Biden forgets his mask again at the White House. In other words, he did it again. He won't wear the darn mask. Walks away without wearing a mask to shake hands. Oh, man. Now, he does have a primetime address on Thursday. My guess is he's going to be practicing from now until Thursday night. Always a long time. You know, before the lead up to a debate with Trump, you wouldn't see him for five days. You wouldn't see him before any big moment in the campaign. But the rest of the time, he was in the candidate protection program of big tech and the media mob. Now, here's the biggest problem. Putin is a hostile actor. It's a hostile regime in Russia. The mullahs in Iran, they're watching, too. A hostile regime. North Korea, same thing. Kim Jong-un. President Xi, China, hostile regime, hostile actor. They're watching. It's a little scary now. I just want to know, did people know that he was struggling around him before the election? That's my question. And, you know, inquiring minds would like to know. Your taxes are about to go through the roof. If you have independent contractor status... If you own a small business, let me make your life simple and save you money. Make the switch to 1-800-ACCOUNTANT. You're going to save more on taxes and spend less on accounting. We have big changes coming. What's your plan? Now, if you make the switch to 1-800-ACCOUNTANT, you're going to pay less than 200 bucks a month for every single one of your business needs with no unexpected costs. That means you get unlimited year-round tax advice from your dedicated CPA, so you can plan ahead for any changes that are coming to the tax code. They will prepare. They will file your business and your personal tax returns. Again, all for under 200 bucks a month. And by the way, the average small business is saving, on average, over 12 grand a year in taxes alone. These are real accountants. You won't be paying high CPA hourly rates. Real accountants that know your state law and your industry that will find every tax deduction and tax credit your business is eligible for. Unlimited year-round tax advice, prep and tax filing, under 200 bucks a month, no no unexpected costs. Call 1-800-ACCOUNTANT today. Select option two and you will get a free business tax consultation. Right now, 1-800-ACCOUNTANT. Select option two for a free business tax consultation.